the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is an employee of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and affiliated with Satira. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Well, welcome to the Larry Rosenthal Show. And Larry is here in studio with us, as he always is at this time. Remember that phone number, 855-767-3123. Welcome to the Larry Rosenthal Show. Larry, good morning. Well, good morning, Chris. And how are you today? Doing really well. Doing really well. Excited about what we have to talk about. And there's some neat things coming up, too. We're going to talk about webinars and what's going on in the market. Yeah, we have some more market commentary uh, webinars, economic webinars coming up here next week. Uh, So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that today. But, you know, first of all, good morning, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to Larry Rosenthal's show, Making Money Sense. You can follow us if you'd like to see us live streamed on YouTube at LarryRosenthal.tv. That's LarryRosenthal.tv. I'd like to continue to welcome our listeners on WAVA 105.1 FM as well as Sirius XM Nationwide Family Talk Channel 131. As you say, Chris, border to border and coast to coast, right? There you go. See the shining sea. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, good morning. Hey, you know, it's Saturday morning, and what I like about that is it's open mic Saturday, meaning any questions at all that you may have on the stock market, your retirement plans, college funding, Social Security, uh, mortgages, interest rates, the Federal Reserve, your retirement, the stock market, whatever's going on, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Whatever's on your mind today, it's Open Mic Saturday. Well, before we jump into this, you know, since the market has been under pressure this year, uh, the last, you know, handful of, of weeks, months, whatever it's been now, um, you know, I've been doing kind of every other week a market commentary, a market update, if you will. Uh, we've been sending these out as a Zoom link, and today we've got a new link on our website at LarryRosenthal.com. You can go check it out there. Click on the little seminar icon. We have a market update 
uh, economic update that we're going to do two times. We're going to do it on May 9th, Monday, May 9th, from 12 to 12.30 Eastern, and then from 6 to 6.30 Eastern, uh, both times, and it's free. It's just, you know, hey, we want to stay in touch. We want to keep you all aware of what's happening in the markets and the economy. Uh, you know, are we going into a recession? Yes or no? We'll talk about that today as well as then. The reason we picked May 9th is because May 9th uh, we'll have much more commentary about the Fed. We'll have a little bit more, couple more weeks of corporate earnings, and we'll also get a little bit more clarity of direction as to which way uh, the economy is moving. Uh, is it continuing to slow? What's happening with inflation pressures as well? So check it out on our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar icon. There's no charge for this. You can just go there and register, and then and, and just come on on uh, Monday, May 9th from 12 to 12:30. And then again, May 9th from 6 to 6:30 p.m. Both times, it's it's you know just a live. I'll I'll go I'll go through some slides, talk about updates, what's going on. But there's lots of Q and A. You're, you're able to ask questions there. So we want to stay in touch, stay in front, and and sort of continue to lead the way with proper financial education on what's happening in the markets. So this past week, we had the first look at the first quarter of 2022 GDP. Gross domestic product. What does that mean, you know, gross domestic product? That's the overall output of the country. How much are we producing? And we knew the number was going to be small. We knew the number was going to come in reduced from the prior quarter. We knew that, right? But it came in negative. The expectations was about 0.4 or so on, on, the, on positive, and it came in minus 1.4. So everybody kind of looked at that and said, okay, what does this mean? What, what happens? And it's funny, the day it came out, the markets took off and, 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 and did very well that day and then only to sell off the next couple of days. But what does this mean? What, what, why was the GDP of first quarter 2021 so low? Well, if you go back and you take a look at how it's measured, it's measured year over year, not month over month. So the, the gross product, the gross domestic product of first quarter of 2022 was actually being compared against the GDP of first quarter of 2021. Back then, we reopened the economy, so mm -hmm. the economy ignited. It was a huge number. There's no way that this quarter's GDP could keep up. And the next few quarters, it's not going to keep up as well. But why was it so dramatically low? And, and if you stop and take a look at this, what's happened here is, and this is one of the things we're going to go over on my May 9th market economic update, is for years, for years now, 20-some years, we have been more of a service society. Okay, we've been a service society, a service-oriented uh, economy. We do buy goods, and we do we do purchase goods. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, we're more of a service society. If you stop and think about it, at one point we were an agri agricultural society. Then we were an industrial revolution society. Now we're more of a service society, right? And so when you go back and you take a look at what's happened during the pandemic, services basically dropped and good consumption went up. Goods were being more consumed more and more. And so we're starting to see the the service sector starting to rise back now and goods being consumed a little less, but they're still way above trend line. And I'll explain this on May 9th on, on some slides if you want to see, but that's the that's what happened here. Now the, the, the math behind it is you take a look at, 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 at really what happened, and, and it's because imports, 
soared during the first quarter of, of 2021. I mean, 2022. We had we had a, a record number of inputs uh, of of imports coming in, 17.7 percent, while our exports fell by 5.9 percent. That was the deficit. That took out 3.2 percent of GDP in the calculation. So the economy is still growing. This was an anomaly. This was. There's a lot of economists now out there saying, "Hey, wait a minute here. This is just kind of noise. This is not a trend. This is not an indicator, right? This is this is expected to happen. It happened very dramatically, right? But at the same time, we knew it was going to come down. So core personal consumption expenditures this quarter were up. All right, government spending on on defense was down as well. So there's a lot of factors here that that really played into this number. Um, now, in light of GDP being negative in the first quarter of 2022 as compared to the first quarter of 2021, what does that do to the Federal Reserve's position? What are they thinking about now? Some people are asking the question, well, maybe they're not going to raise rates. Guess what? They're going to raise rates, okay? We still need to beat down inflation, and it's the same story. You know, there's more and more talk this past week about are we moving into a recession? Mm -hmm. Here's the deal. Okay, here's the deal on this. When you go back and you look at the history of the recessions we've had in our country, there's a good number of them, not all of them, there's a good number of them where the Federal Reserve has tightened down the economy a little too much, and it tilted us over into a recession. A lot of those times, the Fed has raised rates higher than the headline inflation number. Fed's already come out and said, look, you know, we're, we're trying to target a 2.5% range on their FOMC rate. That's below headline inflation. So it looks like what they're trying to shoot for is to break the back of inflation, have it tilt down to, to ease prices, and then they've recognized that supply chain issues around the globe, they can't control that. Mm -hmm. Nobody can control that. That's still going to be prevalent in the, in the worldwide economy for the next two or three years. And that's going to continue to, to, to lend uh, more towards inflation pressure. So we're expecting to see inflation start to slide down from its peak, slide down the second half of this year. But in 2023, 2024, we're still going to have inflation pressures above the 2% target line, but not as high as they are right now. And what that's what the game is going on right now. So we need to be patient and let this work its way out here this year. What would you say, Chris? I said, what's the classic definition of uh, a recession? I mean, it has something a to do with GDP, A recession is two back-to-back right? -back quarters of negative GDP growth. That's correct. Yep. So we'll see what happens, right, next quarter, okay? But we'll if we have out. one, it's likely just to be very short anyway, right, if we, even if we do get if, one. If, if, if we do, that is correct. Yeah. You know, we're, I'm not ready to call that, that, that yet, uh, but we'll, we'll wait. We'll see. We'll see exactly where it is. But bottom line is this is and I've got a whole bunch of Warren Buffett quotes here today that we're going to go over. <laughs> I like Warren. And it's That's just, good. you know, it, I mean, if you stop and think about it, now's the time to not sell. Now's the time to buy, you know. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's go ahead and welcome Rita on the line. Good morning, Rita. How are you today? I'm great. Hello, Rita. Good. How can I help you today? Can you today? hear me? Oh, I well, can. Uh, I have a couple of questions. I, um, my husband and I have been, we're both teachers, and we've been teaching uh, 32 years, and he's like 34 years. Uh, we've been putting money in a 403B. Uh, noticed last quarter when I got my uh, statement, lost a good bit of money, and I'm like, you know, people say, you know, to, to write it out, you know, and uh, and but yet we're on the end where we're hopefully to retire, you know, within the next maybe four years. 
Uh, so if we keep losing money, we're like, should we um, take it out? You know, should we, is there a better option for us or should we ride it out? And then the second question is um, we have been wanting to build and it's not like we, we have 18 acres and, and we're gonna build on our property. But with the inflation and the price of the building materials, it's went so high that we thought, well, maybe we need to wait it out. And I heard you talking about um, the inflation just a few minutes ago about waiting it out. But as we're waiting it out, it seems that the interest rates are going up. So it's kind of like catch-22. You know, we're going to wait out prices of materials, and yet we're going to be having a higher interest rate paying for them. So what's your advice on that? Sure, Rita. Let's let's take the first question uh, first, okay, which is you, you're putting money into your retirement plan at work, and you noticed your statement last month versus this month, the money's down, right? And your question oh, yeah. is, again, should I, should I keep putting money in? Should I pull it out? What should I do? And, and we're four years away from retirement. So, so here's the deal. Absolutely continue to put money in. The, one of the secrets to the accumulation of wealth is the acquisition of shares. Think about this for a second. If, if the shares of your investment cost $100 you know, a, a, a share and you're putting $1,000 in, you're getting 10 shares, right? But now if the shares go down, let's say to $50, it cuts it in half, now you're getting 200 shares. So when it comes back, you're going to have, and that's where you're going to get your compounding effect. So this is the time when people actually make money by acquiring more shares when the prices are lower. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So I want you to keep doing that. Now, to the second part of your first question, which is, hey, we're four years away. What should we be doing now with our investments? So, so here's, here's what I want you to be thinking about. The closer in time you are, the more conservative a portion of your investments need to be. So, so we need to take a look at all of your um, uh, current investments, including your savings, and see – how much money you need each month to provide for your standard of living when you do retire. Take a look at your pensions and or Social Security if you have a pension coming in. And then position your investments in such a way that you start thinking about this in what I would call buckets of money. So you're going to have a bucket of money that you're still going to need to invest for the long term. Maybe that's a third of your dollars. Then you're going to have a bucket of money that you need to invest for you know maybe four to seven years from now. Then you're going to have to have a bucket of money that you're going to need to pull money out of. So if you were already retired, and a lot of people listening to the show are already retired, you're going to have a piece of your investments that are stable, delivering income needs today, and a piece of your investments that you still need money when you're 70 and 80 and 90 years old. Those are the ones that you want to hold on to and buy more of if you have the opportunity now. So to, to really drill down and explain to you at your level, your household, for you and your husband, I need to get, get with you, probably send you out our financial planning toolkit and run what's called a retirement cash flow plan for you and show you exactly what I need. Now, the second part of this, as far as you wanting to build your home, I assume this is your quote-unquote retirement home, you know, the home that your dream home that you all want to live in. Is that yes. right? Yes, correct. Yes, sir. 
So then we need to take a look, and, 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 and there's a couple of factors that are affecting the housing market right now. One is supply and demand. You take a look at the, the, the level of supply of homes that we have across the country. We're five, five and a half to six million units under inventory right now. And we've got the millennial wow. generation, which is larger than the baby boom generation. Who, they're age 27 to 34 years old right now, and they're moving into their home buying stages. And that's creating demand, more demand than supply. Now, as interest rates are moving up, yes, the price of of building materials are more expensive. And what we're going to start to see soon is the the acceleration rate of home home values. It's going to cool off. It's probably not going to come crashing down, but it's going to cool off. It's not going to continue to accelerate at the same pace it has been over the last 15 months. So, so people are going to end up, in, instead of getting three-car garage on their new home, they're going to end up with two-car garages on their new home because of interest rates and prices. But I would say yeah. this to you, that that once we build out a financial plan, now we have to take a look at the next stage, your retirement home. So we sell the prior home, buy the retirement home, build, we do all that kind of stuff. My, my question to you is this, do you want to treat it as an investment property or do you want to treat it as your home? Because you have to treat it differently. And my, my point is, if you're going to treat it as your home, you're going to go live there during your retirement years, your grandkids are going to come visit and, and just the whole nine yards. Does it really matter three or four years from now if the price is higher or lower? It really doesn't because that's where you want yeah. to live, right? Now, if this was going to be something correct. that that we wanted to flip and sell in a handful of years, then I'd say, hold on, put the brakes on right now, okay? It might not be the best, the best time to, to, to go about doing it. So, so we can unpack that entire scenario for you in a financial plan. And, and Rita, what I'd like to offer you today, I'll put you on hold, and I'll have Bob get your contact information. We'll have one of our advisors reach out to you next week and put together this type of a plan for you. Take a look at your investments. Make sure they're, they're in proper line for what you and your husband need on your time frame. And then we'll also back into the whole math behind behind the formula of, of looking at this house. How's that sound? That sounds great. I appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. Let me go ahead and put you on hold. I appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning or investment questions, 855-ROSE-123. Let's bring Alvin on from Alabama. Good morning, Alvin. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Uh, I I was just wanting to ask a question about the future of the market. I I know nobody knows, but the uh, I have my all my funds in the stock market and through uh, Edward Jones. And I was wondering, do I need to look at a different direction to in case the market keeps dropping, or what do I you think I need to do as far as my finances and another question I have is I owe about forty thousand dollars on my home. That's all I own. And should I take money out of my investment and pay this off since it's mostly uh, principal that's left? And uh, I was just wondering if you thought that was a wise decision to take that off. It would save me like thirteen hundred dollars a month. So, Alvin, so, so the first thing is, yeah, it's always nice to get a second view on your current investments to make sure that things are aligned properly for today's short-term market scenario 
versus your long-term objectives. That's the first thing. Second thing is, you know, I, I am a big fan of, of having low debt or no debt. There's no doubt about it. But I want to make sure that if you do pay off your home, that you're not house rich and cash poor. I don't know what your all of your assets are. And you say, yes, this will save you $1,300 a month in cash flow. That's great news. But at what cost? I want to make sure that you still have money uh, that you can go to the beach on vacation with and you can do things with your grandkids and stuff like that so that you don't become house rich and cash poor. Now, that $1,300 a month mortgage payment, is that all principal? Because remember, you still have interest and taxes on that. So you're always going to have to still pay your your land taxes, property taxes, as well as your insurance. That doesn't go away. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to have one of our advisors reach out to you and step you through the cash flow of that and do an analysis for you on your investments as well. How's that sound for you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I have pretty much, you know, I have uh, probably around $800,000 in my account, and uh, I don't owe anything else. That's all I owe. Yeah, well, from that standpoint, then, yeah, from that standpoint, then, this this boils down to simply a lifestyle decision. You know, the calculator is going to tell you not to pay off the home. The calculator will tell you, keep your debt stretched out as long as you can and all of your money invested to the max as long as you can. But now you have to stop and say, well, hey, wait a minute here. I, I want some lifestyle. You know, just because you, you can't really have the calculator manage your investment decisions for you all the time. And as you pointed out, there's not much interest deduction left on the home. So let's take a look at, at the best source of funds to use to retire the mortgage debt, you know, and then go from there. And it doesn't sound like at this point it's going to really materially affect your cash flow needs during retirement at all. So I'll, I'll put you on hold here, and we'll have one of our advisors reach out and give you a, a call next week, and we'll crunch some numbers for you to, to, to give you the, the full picture of it all. How's that sound? Oh, that's great. Thank you. Okay, Alvin, appreciate the phone call. Let me place you on hold here real quick. If you listen to Making Money Sense, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Open mic Saturday. Any questions at all on your mind about the markets, the economy, housing, whatever it is, don't forget to check out my website, LarryRosenthal.com. We have a market update, economic update, if you will, webinar coming up on Monday, May 9th, a couple weeks from now, Monday, May 9th at noon to 12. 30. It's only 30 minutes Eastern time. And then again, we're going to do the same thing live from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Monday evening as well. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar button and go ahead and register right there. It's live Q&A. You can ask any types of questions. I'll have a couple slides here and there that we'll go through. But I want to always stay out in front and make sure that everybody's getting the proper financial education based off of today's markets and the economy, what's going on. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll keep the phone lines open. Give us a call at 855-ROSE. One two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. Listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. More Making Money Sense in a moment.
are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Delivering sound financial advice you can depend on. You found the Larry Rosenthal Show. Call now with your questions, 855-767-3123, or stop by LarryRosenthal.com. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. 855-767-3123. If you'd like to dial in and talk to Larry Rosenthal live here in studio, 855-ROSE123. Talk to Larry. Hey, you know, those webinars we need to tell people about because that's going to be an exciting event for them to learn about what's really happening out there and maybe not be confused about all this noise that's going on. Well, there's lots of noise, that's for sure, Chris. You know, maybe we can add to it today. How's that sound? Sure. (laughs) Let's do that. (laughs) No, we don't want to do that. We want to deliver proper financial planning, you know. Um, I, I mentioned, that, you know, I've, I've pulled out a whole bunch of uh, Warren Buffett's quotes, and there's all kinds of quotes from just the, you know, the the men and women of Wall Street who who really get it and understand both short-term and long-term perspectives and everything. And one of my favorite quotes is, is uh, uh, really has nothing to do with money. But it, but it has everything to do with how you treat it. And it's, it's the most important quality for an investor is temperament, not intellect. Huh. For, every, for every type of strategy, for every type of, of, of buy-or-sell decision, you know, if somebody says, hey, to, based off of what's going on today, you should buy XYZ company, somebody else can give you a reason as to why not to buy XYZ company. And if you go back, I was explaining to a client earlier this week, if you go back and you take a look at the history of the stock market from 1926, okay, because she was explaining to me, look, here's what's going on, you know, should we put new money in now, what should we do, that type of stuff, because they wanted to add new money, but they were, because the prices are low, they're recognizing this, and this is what a lot of people are grappling with right now at this particular point, April of 2022, the market has pulled back, some segments of the market have pulled back a little bit, some segments of the market have pulled back a tremendous amount, and people are are wrestling in their mind with this, I know common sense tells me to go ahead and buy more now, but look at this. Is it going to drop more? Am I am I do you know? Am I throwing good money after bad? What's the story here? 
and and you know the the you're wrestling with all of this and that's where where people will come on the airs and they'll say hey you know you should be buying xyz company now at these prices somebody else will say no but if you go back and you look at the history of the markets as I, as what I was saying i can give you in in any in any one year period any rolling 3 years any rolling 5 years any rolling 7 years any rolling 10 year period of time i can list out an a, a whole list of reasons as to why not to buy then in the 20s the 30s the 40s all the way up to today i can list that because the the economy and the world and the stock market has never been perfect you know and it's it's far better to buy a fantastic company at a fair price than buy a fair company at a wonderful price if you stop and think about it and so that's why it's important today to take a look at what's inside your ETFs, your mutual funds, the individual stocks that you own, your individual issues that you own. Take a look at them. Is this a good, good, solid company, or is it a fair company? You know, these are the types of questions we have to ask. Because when you stop and you take a look at, at, at you know, some of the, the technology companies and some of the retail companies and some of the food and beverage companies that are out there and some of the utility companies that are out there, the stocks are down, right? The stocks are down, Chris, okay? So, so we have to ask the question, in the technology companies, is there a new technology company that, that's come in to take market share? Has management of these technology companies messed up their companies so bad that the stock is dropping? The answer is no. What about retail companies? Is there a new retail outlet that's, that's out there now that are, that's taking market share by the masses away from our other retail companies? Have all the managers of the retail companies messed up their balance sheet so bad that their stocks are down? No, not at all. Go through each industry, each sector. You know, there's, there's 11 sectors of the S&P, and there's 123 subsectors of the S&P. And we have to ask that question. Why are they down? Is it down because of poor management, poor products? No, not at all. It's down because the Federal Reserve is temporarily engineering a slowdown in the economy to bring down inflation. But isn't there, a time, is that you would, isn't there a time when you would want to change sectors or balance things differently in sectors based on what's going on in the world? Yes, definitely. And we'll get to that. Okay. But my point is, this is temporary. The inflation's going to pass, okay? And these same good companies that we all loved, you know, seven, eight months ago, they're still there. They're still functioning. Do you see what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's not time to throw the baby out with the bathwater by any means at all. Let's go ahead and welcome Greg on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Uh, great, Larry. Thank you, and thank you for your program. Um, just a, a question about gifting. So if you have appreciated shares in a company that you want to gift uh, to a family member, um, what what is the basis, what determines the basis of that gift to that recipient of the shares of stock? The basis, when you, when you gift it, is your original... Um, cost basis. Okay. They do not receive a step-up basis. Like if you if you're going to gift a hundred shares of a stock, and let's so you, suppose you bought those shares at seventy dollars a share, and now they're worth ninety dollars a share. 
and you gift that to them while you're alive, their cost basis is the same 70, not the 90. If you were to pass and they were the beneficiary, then they get a step-up basis to the 90, and they could sell it all tax-free. Right. right. So, okay. That's great clarification, and I appreciate your taking the call. Thank you. Absolutely. If you like, I'll happy to be happy to send you out. There's a whole bunch of, I call it stuff, <laughs> details behind the scenes and all of that on how to gift and do different things of that nature. If you want, I'll be happy to put you on hold and get you out a kit on, on gifting and things of that nature. So You've I appreciate the phone webinars call. on that, actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have done that. Yep, yep. I'll put you on hold here, Greg, and we'll, we'll have Bob get your info, and we'll shoot you out an email with all of it. So appreciate the phone call. Have a great weekend. Again, you're listening to Making Money Sense. Dial us up with any questions at all. It's open mic Saturday. Give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Chris, you were asking about different sectors based off of what's going on in the markets and the economy. And the answer is yes. From time to time, you want to rotate different investments in and out, right? But you also don't want to give away the ownership sure. of your more longer range of your, of your of, of some places that are under pressure right now because they will come back, right? The question is, are they going to come back three days from now, three weeks, three years? At some point, they will. They always have. So why would you give them away during a period when they're down? Why would you not just try to buy more if you could? So it depends on your portfolio design. I was talking to a caller here at the top of the show. She called in and asked about retirement planning in four years. Different buckets of money, stable, mid-range, and long-range. You know, and, and within that are different sectors and things. So it's all, it all goes to the, the whole allocation of, of how you're actually doing it and what your objectives are and your time frame and, and, and things of that nature. So, so, yeah, so that's why you have so many different choices out there. You know, and, and, and we've been getting lots of questions now on Roth conversion. I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, and I'll, I'll hit on it again right now. It's a great time to consider converting some money from traditional IRAs to Roth on the growth side of your portfolios. Think about this. If you have, you know, let's say some growth stocks that are down right now, you can convert them, pay a lower tax because there's a lower dollar amount being converted, and now you move them over to the Roth tax-free side of things, when they come back, now you get all that growth on the tax-free side of your, of, your, of your retirement plan. That's the idea behind the conversion when the, of, of traditional IRA monies to Roth IRA monies when the market is down. It's very popular. Lots of people are looking at doing it. Make sure if you're going to convert from traditional IRA to Roth IRA, you understand what the rules are. If you're subject to the pro rata rule, then you're going to have to carry forth a spreadsheet because each year's conversion carries a five-year wait on the, on the earnings before you can withdraw those tax-free. We have a whole system in our office set up to track that for people. So it's a very good time to consider, and I've always said this, if you own an IRA, if you have a traditional IRA and you own it, you should always sit down and consider the merits of making a conversion to Roth, whether it's uh, a large or small, maybe you do a series of little, uh, uh, little ver uh, uh, conversions each and every year, whatever it may be. But it's a very good time to, to take that into consideration right now for yourself. So, hey, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll keep the phone lines open. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. 
855-767-3123. That's 855-767-3123. Don't forget to visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for us on our, on our uh, webinar si- uh, page there for our upcoming market commentary, May 9th. We're just going to go through and bring you up to date on, on, on the next two weeks. We're going to have the Federal Reserve in our rearview mirror as far as what they're talking about, a couple more weeks of corporate earnings, and you and I as the consumer continuing to spend. We're going to take a look and break down the economy at that particular point. I'm going to continue to do every other week or so, every two weeks or so, these market commentary and updates. We've had lots of people on these all over the country, lots of comments, people asking, can you do more and more of these? So we're going to keep doing it. We're going to do it every other week. We're going to continue to roll this out as we work our way through this year's markets. And by the way, there's a lot of places that are still calling for a very nice second half of this year. So stay tuned. We'll check it, we'll check it all out. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to The Larry Rosenthal Show. We've got some lines available for you. If you'd like to dial in and find out some answers to those questions you've been asking yourself about your portfolio. Again, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Larry. So one of the things I want to talk about today is, is tax planning strategies, both while you're growing your assets, when you're distributing your assets, and, of course, when you're in heaven, you don't need these assets anymore, No right? more taxes when, when you're, you're pass- in heaven, Larry. Come on now. Right. There you go. <laughs> when you're passing them on to your heirs, right? Yeah, you got right. heirs, charities, and the IRS at the end. So, so that's the deal there. So I want to talk about tax planning strategies, you know, while you're growing your assets and distributing your assets. And I, I mentioned here uh, just before the break about, you know, now's a good time to really consider Roth conversions on some of your assets because of the, the, the pricing level. Of, of where assets are today, and let's take this further. Let's let's pretend that that um, you're retired. Let's say you're 65 years old, and I'm talking to everyone out there, whether you're 32 or 75. It doesn't matter. Or 92, right? It doesn't matter. During your lifetime, uh, you know, over the next 30 years of your lifetime, 
what are taxes going to do? And everybody's default answer is, well, they're going to go up, aren't they? They're just going to go up. They have to go up. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to go up and they're going to go down. Okay? If you go back and take a look, I've been doing this since Ronald Reagan's second term in office, right? Over 30 years. So that makes you 22, okay? right? <laughs> right, exactly. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so, so if you go back and you take a look, I have seen presidents and Congresses on both sides of the aisle raise and lower taxes. Okay? So if you stop and think about a graph in your mind's eye, right, it, you know, zero all the way up to 10, okay, that's the range that we have to have taxes in this country. So right now, maybe taxes are at the four level on that graph, okay, almost in the middle, kind of on the lower side. At some point, taxes will go up to the eight level, but they're not going to go above 10 because it would just be too taxing and the economy would just crash. Right. On the other hand, we can't live for free. It can't be at zero. So taxes are always going to go up and down in this range. Fair enough. Roads don't build I themselves, mean, right? Roads don't build themselves. That's correct. And there have been times you go back and you look at past administrations over the last 30 years. They both go the, the, both of them raise them up and down. And my point is this is that. Think about this in your retirement years. If you have money that's, that you've saved in your pre-tax retirement plan and you have money on that, the tax-free side of things, let's just say Roth or, or other investment vehicles that can, you can get tax-free income from, and taxes drop in your retirement years. Let's suppose that, that you're in a, I don't know, a 25% tax bracket, and, and all of a sudden they drop down to, to 19 or, or, or 22 or something like that. At that point, at that particular singular year, you may want to take a little bit more out of your pre-tax side because you're being taxed less on it and let the Roth side grow another year. On the other hand, if you find yourself in your retirement years where the Roth side, where, where taxes go up, maybe you're in a 25% bracket when you start in retirement, and for some reason Congress and the President changes things, and that 25 goes to 32. Now you might want to say, hey, wait a minute here. I'm not going to take as much out of my pre-tax. I'm going to take more out of my Roth side of the house because that's going to come out tax-free, and therefore you're getting an even bigger value on that Roth distribution. So when I talk about tax allocation strategies in the three phases of financial planning, accumulation, distribution, and legacy, all this goes into your financial plan. We've got columns of how money's treated tax-wise. And from time to time, we have clients taking out more on the Roth, less on the Roth, more on the pre-tax, less on the pre-tax, based off of their current tax scenario. Because at the end of the day, we have to recognize, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and obviously render unto the Lord what is the Lord's, right? Jesus was very clear in Matthew when he talked about that. At the same time, we need to be good stewards with our investments, and and if the IRS says, hey, taxes are up or down, that gives us the opportunity to, to act on where we want to distribute our dollars from at the same time. So tax planning in your investments is very important. 
And I, I can't stress that enough. If you're able to save a few percentage points in taxes, that's just more net money that goes into your pocket and your heirs' pockets down the road. So, so tax planning strategies, I've got a whole list of them out here. There's, there's, there's actually, we've identified 130 points that can be talked about inside a financial oh, plan. No. Okay. <laughs> and and we, really, we really go over a 64 of them with a lot of people, okay, in their financial plans. They don't realize it, but they're all packed in there. But but uh, uh, capital gains distributions, you know, uh, pre-tax, Roth, you know, deductions, credits, charitable giving, all that kind of stuff becomes assets on your tax return. Carryover losses, you know, there's an opportunity right now for people that, that have money in non-IRA accounts where their accounts are down right now to maybe go ahead and sell something and then buy something different. While that's down as well, harvest a tax loss and just book that asset on your tax return for later in life because you're going to eventually sell something, right, and you're going to need that corresponding tax deduction. So it's a great opportun opportunity right now to be able to do some of that tax harvesting. Um, so, so all kinds of things that, that, that you can really take a look at, and the average person just walks right by because they're not educated on it. If you want some more information on on, on – what I would call tax allocation. You know, you, you look at there's three types of allocations when it comes to investing. There's asset allocation. You know, don't put all of your money in the same investments. There's product allocation. The differences between mutual funds and ETFs and, and you know, all different types of stocks and different types of programs, annuities, and, and, and uh, just strategies and other types of products uh, that are out there. All investment products have pros and cons to them. So you've got asset allocation. You've got product allocation, and what I'm talking about here is tax allocation. Understand that the IRS views our money, Chris. They're looking at your money, Chris, okay? They look at it through four different tax lenses, right? They might need a microscope. Need, <laughs> there, there you go. We need to understand how that game is played while we're moving through the course of life in accumulation the distribution, and the legacy planning of our assets. Very, very important to, to really take a look at. And as I said, most people walk right on by that. And there's been all kinds of papers written in the in the industry on, you know, how to save money in taxes. If you, if you can save money on your investment tax strategies, it, it adds, a, you know, net net better better performance to, to your uh, overall bottom line there. So so please, you know, make sure that you're, you're working with your advisor. If, you, if, if your advisor hasn't talked to you about, about the four different buckets of taxes when it comes to investments, give us a ring. You know, we'll be more than happy to send it out to you, uh, you know, as, as, as far as all that goes. I, I have a little uh, tax piggy illustration that I use in a PowerPoint a slide. So I'm just piggy. talking. Okay. Yep, yep. You've got the taxable piggy. You've got the tax-deferred piggy, and you've got okay. the tax-free piggy. Which piggy do you want, Chris? Is this like the you little the piggy, piggy with this little piggy? You want the tax-free money in it, right? Yes. Yeah, you want the piggy bank that has the tax-free money yes, in it. Sir. So you've got to systematically look at doing that for yourself. So, uh, But, hey, you know, I just wanted to talk about that today. It, it's, it's a great combination of looking at Roth conversion opportunities now with where the market is as well as long-range and, in some cases, short-range tax planning when it comes to investment harvesting for, for income down the road in retirement years. So very interesting. Hey, check out my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our newsletter. We send out each week a weekly market commentary. Uh, we got lots of good comments on it. It just it goes in deep, deep, deep 
you know, and, and explains what's happened in the market and the economy. So we're on Fed Watch next week, earnings watch next week. It's going to be a big week in the markets. We'll have to take a look to see what the Fed has to say early next week. And then remember, we're just two weeks away from the April inflation number as well. So while you're on our, while you're on our website, signing up for our newsletter, go ahead and click on the seminar button and register for our upcoming Mar uh, May 9th webinar on markets and the economy update. It's only going to be 30 minutes from 12 to 12.30 Eastern, and then from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern as well. So give us a ring here. We've got a, uh, about 10 minutes left in the show. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. We'll be back in a, mo in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401K plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives. on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Sure, appreciate you listening and watching today on LarryRosenthal.tv and on Sirius XM and WABA in the Washington, D.C. area. We have, uh, we have you here each week, and we hopefully are able to help you with your financial planning. I know you have, have some questions, and if you have those questions, we have some uh, lines available for you now. 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123, Larry. I got a call earlier this week, Chris, from a friend of mine in the industry, a financial advisor, and um, he was asking me, you know, hey, what are you seeing in the markets? What are you seeing in the economy? That type of stuff. And he was explaining that... A lot of their clients' bonds are negative for the year as far as performance goes. Bonds are negative for the year. And I know a lot of people are experiencing this all around the country. And the question is, well, wait a minute. I thought bonds were supposed to be like the stabilizer in my portfolio. Why are they negative, you know? And, again, I, I, I'm probably repeating myself because we've been talking about this since last year. There's two types of bonds. There's interest rate-sensitive bonds. And then there's credit-sensitive bonds. And when you have an interest rate-sensitive bonds, as interest rates go up, your bond prices drop. 
and that's what's happening now as in since we're in a rising interest rate environment now's really the time to look to move to the other side of the bond street where you're 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 you know interest rates rise those bonds tend to perform a little bit better from a pricing action standpoint uh, at some point down the road the fed will stop raising rates the market forces will stop raising uh, interest rates and then you level off and then you look to to reintroduce uh, interest rate sensitive type bonds but now's the time to not be in those that's what's really going on so take a look at your statements and look at your bond portfolios and if they're negative then you've got to ask the question where where's this coming from what's going on and the answer is you need to look to other types of bonds senior floating debt rate bonds uh, th those are senior floating secure bonds excuse me those are the types of bonds that tend to do well in a rising interest rate environment because the economy is continuing to expand so so take a look at those take a look at your bond allocation it's very important let's go ahead and welcome deborah on the line good morning deborah how are you hello hello how can, can i help you, you today yes i hear you oh, fine okay. how can i help you okay uh i don't know if you addressed this i didn't really hear you address it but i'm 71 and um i have a 457 i worked for the government and let's say, for the sake of argument, I have $100,000 in my 457. So that means when I turn 72, I have to take money out. I think it's a percentage. I think it's 3% or so. I don't know. But I don't need the money, even though I have to take it out, take some out. And I was wondering, did you have any suggestions as to how I could take it out and then make it grow or um, avoid paying taxes on. Is there a way to do that? Sure. So, so you basically, Deborah, have you have you have two choices. Once you reach uh, your beginning date, which is age seventy-two, right now, you have to take RMD, required minimum distributions. So you either pull right. the money out, pay tax, and then reinvest it again to continue it growing. But you have to pay the tax. The other way around oh, is to not paying. Pardon me. The other way, yeah. The other way around this, the second choice is to do what's called a qualified charitable deduction. Okay, a QCD. Uh -huh. When you're uh -huh. 70, you can do this, but at 72, it works as as good. You just simply take your RMD money. Like suppose you're supposed to take out, let's say, ten thousand dollars for your required minimum distribution. You can just say to your IRA, "I want you to send this over to my church." or send this over to a nonprofit charitable organization. That'll satisfy your RMD. You don't have to pay any taxes on it. The charity or the church receives that money and they can do whatever they want because they're a tax-exempt organization and there's no taxes on it. So what a lot of people will do here is if you tithe or give charitable donations and when you get to your age 72 and you don't need it, your required distribution, you can just make that your charitable contribution for the year or on a monthly basis, however it is it. that you want to do. When I, when I say I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I, when I say I don't need it, I don't mean I don't need it. I'm in a financial situation where I don't need it. And if what I was trying to do, thinking to do, was to take the money and maybe put it in something because my grandkids will be going to college soon and mm -hmm. save it in some type of way where it would grow 
So the way yeah, you, you can do that. That college, that was option. Yes, Deborah, that was option number one. You would just simply pull the money out. You have to pay tax on it, and then you can turn it back around and put it into a 529 college plan or whatever type of program you want for your grandkids. Absolutely you can. Those are pretty much your two choices. You're going to have to take it out. If you don't take it out, you have a 50% tax penalty plus income taxes on what right. you should have taken out. So you've got to take right, it out. I'm clear on that. Yeah, yep, you're either that. going to give it away or um, take it out. Now, there is another choice. We see a lot of people do this. They will take the money out, they'll pay the tax on it, and then they'll reinvest it into a wealth replacement plan that has insurance inside of it. Um, and, and I can send you out information on all three of these types of programs that, that you're looking to do. But, Deborah, right now I'm going to put you on a quick hold here and pick you back up. I've got to close out the show. We've just got a few seconds left, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, wait. Just wait a minute here, and I'll, I'll finish off air with you. appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Join us each Saturday morning here with another session, Open Mic Saturday of Making Money Sense. Meanwhile, go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up on our newsletter. We send out month, our weekly market commentary and a monthly educational piece as well. And while you're there... Click on the seminar button in the top right-hand corner of the website and sign up for our May 9th market update and commentary, noon uh, uh, for 30, 30 minutes. And Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.